0: Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer
1: you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the agency
0: power show. Hello everyone, this is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. We have got a great show for you today. We're gonna be talking about, you know, When you're getting your marketing going, all of the things that you need to be considering and not just the, what do I do with my marketing, but the emotions that kind of come with it and such, you know, because marketing for companies when they first get going it's there is a lot to consider there's a lot to unpack it's like and it can be really uh, a tough thing and a lot of business owners they hesitate and so we're going to dive into why they end up hesitating what are the things that you need to overcome you know i've got with me jeff brown of box six marketing jeff it is great to have you here tell us a little bit about yourself
1: um well thanks uh, it's, it's really fun to be here and uh, I am a 17 year marketing pro I've been across the world working with clients from different countries different uh, different levels of growth um, particularly in that earlier phase with the owner operator still commanding um, and so I fell into marketing because I couldn't get out of it uh, It was one <laughs> of those things I'm just I was gen- genetically programmed uh, to do it and no matter what else I tried to do sales, uh, coffee. I, I always ended up leaning back to marketing, and um, so five years ago I started my own agency, uh, and have not regretted it for a second since. Well, it's great.
0: You know, it's yeah. You, know, you work with a lot of you know business owners that um, often have not done marketing before, right? And yeah. Um, and the thing is, is there, there is an emotional investment and things like that. You know, marketing, it's funny. It is the necessary evil for things, you know, like companies, they know they need to do it. They hate to do it. They don't want to do it. In fact, one of the things is like, if the economy sours, it's funny, it's, it's counterintuitive, but it'll be one of the first things they cut yet. It is what is helping you generate sales. Yeah. So why is it the necessary, you know, why do people like, I guess, what's the, why is there such a perception of it from the, from that standpoint for business owners? I think it's indirect.
1: You know, if if you remove the, the advertising portion, um, marketing itself is indirect. It's really hard to gain absolute hard manageable results. If I buy a truck and I get to charge 60 days, $60 a day for using that truck, I know exactly how many days I need to use this truck before I start making money on it. It's a very, very simple formula. And if that's all you needed to do, then you could just buy a million trucks. Marketing is a bit more indirect. It's a bit more macro. It's a bit Mm -hmm. more undertow. And so it's intimidating. It's too freaking big. Um, And it's too easy. It's too easy to find a scoundrel and not realize it for a long, long time. Mm. So I, I can understand the, the car salesman side of, you know, this guy's just going to smooth talk. There's too many big words to understand, but the power that it actually holds for someone who does it right. You know, when everybody else is pulling out, like you said, the one person that leans in wins, you know, Harley Davidson originally got their growth by leaning in during, um, during the great depression, mm-hmm. you know, when everybody else is pulling out going in hard because there's just so much more food to be had. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's intimidating. It makes sense. And it's a, it's a game of trust.
0: Yeah, it it really is. And that's the thing. So you bring up trust. Okay. In marketing, there is often a perception that everybody seems to be an expert, you know, but we know better that there's like, there's, yeah, I like to say in this particular industry, it's very easy to get in. It's very hard to have success at it because eventually, you know, you have people like we've been doing in a long time. I mean, I've been, you know, in the field since like 07. I've owned an agency since 11. You've been in for a number of years and stuff, but a lot of people, they seem to jump in and then they're saying, Hey, we're, you know, an expert. And then you get burned, right. you know, by it. And so it kind of, it can leave that negative taste, you know, for a business owner. You yeah. know, So, you know, what, If a company is looking to get into marketing, you know, like they're they're saying, hey, we have to do this for our business. What do they need to be doing, you know, before they decide to hire a consultant or an agency? What do they need to be asking themselves so that they can avoid being burned so that they can, you know, find the right company Mm -hmm. to work with? Or if they're going to hire internally, you know, think of the business owner that says, "Okay, we're going to we'll do it internally. I'm going to bring in my first marketing person who are they going to be looking for? You know, how do they vet? So, you know, I say, whether it's an an external, you know, source that they want to go with or an internal one, right? How do they overcome this? You know, how do they get, you know, through those barriers? I think that it's a very similar
1: process to absolutely everything else that you invest in, because it is, it's an investment. It's not an expenditure, it's an investment. And so if you if you reverse yourself, if you reverse yourself into that question. You would do it exactly the same way that you would do with everything else. If you want to drive a race car, then you would start learning how to drive first, and then start learning the fine-tuned details mm-hmm. of how to drive really, really fast and not kill yourself. Uh, or being, you know, making pizzas, you would fi- you would think about here's the end result that I want. I want this pile of beautiful bubbly cheese, and then you start researching and you start learning how to do it until you get to the point where you can create your first jacked up, awful cardboard, little Caesars looking mm-hmm. thing. And I think that marketing operates the exact same way. You think about here's the end result that I want. I want uh, gross sales to exceed the certain amount. I want to have a community of adoring fans. I want to be able to announce anything to any of my channels and have a lot of response back. I want to have people that are mm-hmm. referring business, you know, whatever that end result yeah. looks like in a very realistic sense, and then start researching what are the tools in order to get there. And I typically call this like the, the, the wine couch night. It's, it's when you've got your feet up, you've got a glass of wine, you've got a movie on that you're halfway paying attention to, or listening to somebody else yeah. watch outlander or something like that. And you start researching more and more until you learn generally enough to, I make a mess and recognize talent. Yeah. And that's kind of how you develop your roadmap. You, you enter into it learning, being willing to learn whenever you need to learn. And then you start investing. Sometimes people make bad investments. That's why they're investments to begin with. So yeah, the expert, that's true. because a lot of marketing is is an uncredited field. So <laughs> yeah. it's easy to find the jack that is just trying to sneak as much money, you know, revolving door clients and that,
0: that kind of thing. Well, you, you mentioned it's an uncredited field. Like if we're thinking from an educational standpoint, now marketing mm-hmm. itself There's plenty of degrees and things you can get in marketing for sure, but, but digital marketing, formal education has actually only come along in the last few years. You know, I mean, what, I don't know when, like, what year did you get your start? Actually,
1: not, not, I couldn't avoid it anymore. Um, I, I entered
0: through the avenues of sales and advertising. Yeah uh, 2007, 2008. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And I entered in like 2007, I was doing something else. I started learning SEO. It mm-hmm. became a side gig and then eventually yeah. it became a full-time thing. You know, And none of us like, there's no traditional like entries for this kind of field, but back then they didn't have formal education at all. Now, because digital marketing has become such a large field, there mm-hmm. is formal education. But if you're going to hire somebody that suddenly has this two or four, you know, like Degree of some sort, right? They're going to be very junior, you know. Like they—they're yeah. they're just getting started because those degrees, if that's you know what they pursued, they didn't exist for the longest time. When we were you know first learning this field, there was no program. You learned online from other people and stuff, you know. Yeah. You—you found found people that had already figured it out to some degree. And of course, in the digital side, you know, marketing of course has been around forever, but the digital side has only existed, you know, since the you know it was infancy in like 98, 99 and stuff, yep. And you know, by the time we came along, there was at least something as a foundation, but you're still learning from somebody else. So you do have to, you know, look at with, you know, if you're hiring a consultant or a marketing agency or look at their background, how long have they been doing it? Have they been really, you know, invested in this? If you're thinking about, so let's talk about what path you might take. Okay you know, for a new company, um, you know, not a new company per se, but one that is first going into, you know, I'm going to market myself because some companies go years. Um, I mean, there were some that famously did not market themselves, you know, like until they just finally decided to, you know, that they yeah. had to do it. Um, yeah. you know, cause they couldn't see any additional growth, yeah. you know? you have consultants, you have agencies, you have you know, you could hire internally. What should you be looking at for, I guess, each route kind of like what's your pros and cons a little bit, you know, and then what would be your recommendation? I think I know what it'll probably be, but I'll, you know, like what would be your recommendation, I guess, in each instance, like if you were that company that's first starting marketing, which route do you, you know, should go? Yeah. I think, I think that I would,
1: I would look for someone's, I'm trying to think of like, you know, here's the clever answer that makes for great content, but hair of the dog. Um, I think that, that (laughs) I want to know somebody's flaws. Okay. Like, uh, cause you can, I can get your elevator spiel all day. I can get you to tell me why you're great and why you're awesome and why I should work with you. The thing you're going to tell absolutely everybody else. But the thing is I've heard it all because the guy that I talked to right before you and the girl that I talked to after are going to say the same thing. Yeah, I want to hear somebody's flaws. I want to hear where they've messed up. Mm. And because I've, I've got a couple of feathers in my hat that are truly, truly remarkable experiences. Some of the, some of it was due to my hard work and to our innovation and excellent delivery by team. Some of it is just sheer luck. <laughs> yeah. But if you hear about where somebody screwed up, this is where we made the wrong call or this is where we just flat out couldn't help the mm. client then I can see behind the curtain for that person. And I can see, am I really, really going to help? Am I really Mm -hmm. going to um, get something out of this? Because I can't expect 100% effectiveness. We're going to make wrong turns, especially with marketing. Oh, my goodness. It's my favorite thing to tell a client. like, Marketing is an agency where we don't really know for certain what we're doing. We are in a constant reiteration, A-B testing as we go and getting a better idea through the entire process. So whenever they screw up, what are they going to do? Yeah. How do they screw up? Do they freak out? Do they close down? Mm-hmm. That's what I would want to do. That would be one of my like secret weapon things. And then you get to get to know the person. You get to know the agency when you're talking to them. And if yeah. they talk a lot of big, really fancy high words and say yes to absolutely damn thing that you say, run. Yeah. Okay. how big they are. Run.
0: Yeah. I think also one of the things that comes up too is, you know, you want to vet them for their experience, but in your industry. You know, like, do have they dealt with similar types of companies and stuff? It doesn't have to be, you know, an apples to apples comparison. It doesn't have to be perfect, okay? But they have. If it's better, if they have something, it doesn't even if it's a consultant or something. Have they worked, mm-hmm. you know, in that particular industry at all? You know, for example, um, we've worked a lot in the trucking industry, okay? And mm-hmm. you know, I personally, and I'm not a fan of working with trucking companies, I love schools. Okay, schools are a lot easier. And the reason being is, is every trucking company, and I've got some, you know, trucking clients right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I love working with them, but I'm wary, like, and this is something you should look at with, um, you know, the company you might be, you know, or agency, whatever you're gonna consider, you know, the route you're gonna go. You wanna consider is, you know, that yes, they know, but do they have a real passion or, do, are they willing to tell you the downsides? Cause I will tell you like if a trucking company comes to me, I say, look, I can't help you. I know what I'm doing in this field, but unless you can give me something that differentiates you from every other trucking company, I'm going to tell you flat out, it's going to be a struggle. Okay. Yeah. Cause you want to recruit drivers. That's what every company wants. They want to recruit drivers. They don't, they can get sales, you know, it's always driver recruitment and it is a challenging thing. So, you know the company you're pairing up with. You know you want to see if they have some sort of background. It's a plus, but at least in something similar. If you're a home services company, a plumber, or something, it's okay if you didn't work with another plumber. But have you worked with some of the attracted leads for my type of industry? You know, you've worked with an HVAC company, or you've worked with a landscaper, or something, because it's all the same people that you want. You know, they all want the same. You know, they want a homeowner as their lead, right? So you want to see if there's experience that can translate into what you're doing because there are different fields. Like I will tell you flat out um, when it comes to marketing, if you're an e-commerce company that comes to me, I will build you an e-commerce website. I can build you a great website. But if you ask me to market your e-commerce products, I'll say no. I'll say there is somebody better for you that can do that because that is not my thing and I don't enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the best fit for you. So you want some honesty, I think, out of whoever you're dealing with. Right. And, you know, if they can't tell you that because they're just trying to land the dollars, you know, you're not. it's not going to be a fit for you. And you want to, you know, you want to be really wary and probably run away. You yeah, know? exactly. You know, have you like um, from your own, like I say, I hate e-commerce, you know, and I like to give, you know, like, are there areas that you think, you know, or that you've seen that sometimes consultants and stuff, they're not a fit for like, what are some of the red flags? You know, you gave me some. So what other things do you see on? And also when do you see, like, I, I look at experience and stuff, but you know, what are additional things you might think that would be like, yes, you want to work with them. You know. So what do you see from your own experience on that side?
1: are you talking about consultants
0: or about marketing consultants marketing and agencies yeah okay. and and also if you're looking to hire a marketer if you wanted to bring one in internally because that's harder as an agency i can say i've worked with xyz companies and stuff and these are similar to what you do yeah but you know if you're trying to hire somebody you know because it, it's like it, it goes to that you know that um decision of do i hire internally or do i hire you know do it externally you know, so internally, let's talk that, you know, what you, what should you be looking for if you were to try to do that, you know, go that route. I think if
1: I were advising somebody brought me in to consult them on hiring their marketing team, for example, I think I'd be looking for love. And that sounds so interesting. So cliche, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, I, I would 100% be hiring for love. If you've got somebody, I think about the best relationships that I've ever had with clients uh, throughout the years, the most fun that I've ever had, the most success that we've ever had working together. Uh, the, the, that's the one thing because I, I don't think that there's a single industry that can't be marketed. You yeah. know, people can create commercials for cemeteries, then you can market just about. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so if somebody loves what they do, they will always do a thorough job at what they're doing. No matter which element of marketing you've got, if they're designing mailers or or doing hmm. growth hacking on social media, they're going to do a great job because they're enjoying themselves. They're also always going to be opportunistic. They're going to be looking for things because whenever they're driving around on the weekend, what they do is somewhere in the back of their head and they find those opportunities. They find somebody else who's done something that's applicable to your industry or whatever the case might be. Some of the coolest new revenue channels that I've created during consultations have been from being at the bowling alley or something yeah. on an airplane and the front of somebody's magazine across the aisle was like, mm. wait a minute, that's a cool idea. It makes me think of this. And it makes me think of this. There's an idea for a client. Mm. And it's just because I love working with the clients that I work with. I do have a few that come through and I have, well, I can think of one right now. I'm not going to mention names just in case, <laughs> uh, but it's not so much that the industry is hard because it is. Yeah. The client is hard. Yeah and there's not a love relationship there. It's, Mm. it's, it's, um, the dentist and I've got the pliers and I'm always
0: trying to get that bad tooth out. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, you know, you make a really good point. If you're going to hire internally, the, the number one thing to look for in a marketer is look for the passion. It's not a matter of the, if they have experience in your industry or anything like that, because you can figure these things out as you do, you know, you start um, doing different campaigns you start testing right. and such, you know, so experience in general is great, but they have to have passion for it because you need them to pursue because a, you know, in this case, you're going to let them be a great deal on their own. So you have to be able to have trust in them and such. And then
1: have you, have you seen the, 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 Navy SEAL study? Somebody did this massive study on why the Navy SEALs are so, so incredibly elite. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. I can nutshell it very quickly. Okay. So they did a, did a quick, quick study said how in the world do they recruit into this top tier elite organization? Mm-hmm. And what they found out is that they don't hire for skill. They hire yeah. for loyalty. Hmm. Because skill can be taught. Taught. Yeah. Loyalty is that thing that's hard to protect. And I think we're really, in essence, we're saying the same thing. If you've got somebody who absolutely loves yeah. the craft and they're going to stay around right. and be around for a long time, you can teach them the missing skills to kind of fill in like liquid, mm-hmm. just filling in the corners of what you need them to do for your particular set. If you've got that loyalty, you've got that passion, you've got that love to begin yeah. with, then yeah, it is, that's the part that you can't buy.
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. That's a great point because, you know, if they are really passionate about it, they will work to succeed. And okay. as they're doing that, they're doing it on behalf of your business, you know, not on, for themselves, yes, but of course, you know, for your business because they work for you. Um, I think, and you made this other point too with the, you know, you mentioned, you know, the pulling teeth, you know, part of it. I think when you hire externally too, you know, if you're going to bring on an agency or you're going to bring on a coach or some, you know, like, or, uh, you know, any kind of an advisor for your marketing, things like that, get to know them. Like, yeah. because when you don't have, I've got some relationships that have lasted, you know, I've got clients that I've had for like almost since the beginning mm-hmm. that are still with us. And when I talk to them, I know our marketing's working. You know, I know the things that are, I go to talk to them just to talk to them. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we sit down, we have coffee, you know, Hey, how's things going? And, you know, cause we know, I, I know that the, they don't even ask me about the results anymore because they, what they see, and this is what I look at is, you know, if I go to visit and I'm making a physical in-person now, a lot of our clients are all over the country, so I can't do that all the time. But in some cases I'm like looking at the parking lot, you know, I'm like, Hey, they're freaking jam packed, you know, Hey, they've been doing new hiring. i you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's proof is in the pudding. You know, I, I can see it myself that what we're doing is working because if it was not, these things don't go on. So developing a relationship, you know, I think is really good if you're gonna be with the agency and stuff, because, you know, one of the things that I've always, you know, thought from a marketing perspective is what we do as marketers has, can have a profound impact in multiple ways. It can be the business itself, the businesses, customers, because we bring in more customers, and you might find you might work with a business that is like really um, a really great company that not enough people know about, mm-hmm. and so if I'm successful, more people know, and you know, so that works. And then if they're hiring more, well, you're impacting their employees too because they're maybe making more money. There's more people coming on board and stuff. So you have all of this from a marketing standpoint. So. It's, it would, it behooves business owners to actually get to know, sit down and stop thinking of their marketing companies or whatever. It's just, you know, another resource and stuff, you know, actually get to know them because the marketer will also put in more effort if they, you know, because I got to ask this question in from your clients, do you ever feel appreciation? Yeah, you got to think real hard on that one. Yeah, (laughs) like
1: I've got, it's the, it's the, the ECG. I'm just like, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, absolutely, no, 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 no. So it's, it is a rarity.
0: Yeah, it ends up being a very transactional relationship. You know, I hate that part. Yeah, and that's exactly, and I think that's what business owners need to be aware of. If you know, marketing, it's what do you got to decide on the front end, but when you decide you're going to do this. Then you got to see about who you're going to pair up with and and understand that companies just like, you know, people, you know, because the companies are made up of people will do a better job for you if they feel appreciated. Yeah. You know, instead of, you know, essentially just yelling at them if you feel like they did something wrong, you know, you, you get the, you know, there's, yeah, you, know, you always end up getting the receiving end of negativity and never the positivity that right. can exist, you know. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that's missing. So if you're going to market, you know, you're going to say, hey, I'm going to work with somebody. Consider that it's a relationship. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yes, you're going to pay them. But you need them to do a really good job, you know, and that's whether it's internal or external, you know, you, you want that. Right. Um, what do you see as some of the barriers then? Because we talked, you know, some of the stuff that they, uh, you yeah. know you know, our perspective, a little bit of what happens, but what are some of the barriers that keep them from getting invested in their marketing to begin with, you know, where they don't go all in money and fear. Yeah.
1: In fact, I honestly can't think of any other real legitimate reason as far as a business. Okay. So money first, unpack that a bit. Sure. Um, bootstrapping. I mean, uh, box six was created bootstrapped entirely. I didn't put a penny into it um, started walking with one and found other people to walk with me. And that's how it grew. Uh, so money can be a huge slowdown or a barrier or a restriction. And especially whenever it gets to that point where it's hard to breathe, mm. money is like air. Yeah. You don't think about it unless you don't have it. And, um, if you are tightening up, you're seeing decline in sales, you're seeing, uh, you know, potential staff layoffs or closing locations or whatever it might be all of a sudden that money becomes that thing that you just feel slipping away. It's, it's, oil coated you start one to grab it. And marketing is one of those things you do have to constantly feed. Yeah. Uh, Whether you're doing marketing, organic marketing or advertising, marketing will give you a little bit more momentum if you decide to to cut it off for a little bit or slow it down, you know, but it has to be fed. And um, it can be the reason that, you know, somebody's looking at it like, well, if I spend $10, then how, how can I guarantee that I'm going to
0: get 20? Yeah. And it's, there's no guarantee the to it. Do that.
1: Yeah. And if somebody does tell you, I can guarantee this result, they're lying, run away. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the money one's actually the easy one. It's it's really, really black and white. You've got the money or you don't. You're willing to spend the money or you don't. Either way, something's going to happen as a direct result about that. The money the easy one. It's the fear that's the hard one. It's hmm. the fear that drives us. Somebody's terrified about wasting money. Somebody's terrified of... Um, choosing the wrong person or enabling someone to represent their brand and making them look stupid. And you know, I get that one all the yeah, time with social sure. media stuff. I'm like, why are you not just pointing the camera at yourself and just talking? Because you're in an industry that you can get away with that and you have a ton of information to share. Mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look unprofessional. I don't look whatever. Yeah. So I get to describe like, Hey, the social media algorithm, you realize it it's designed to bring out good stuff. So if you put out <laughs> garbage, the sediment, it's going to sink. Like the bad stuff's going to filter itself out. So what exactly are you scared of again? Like I get you, but work through this with me, man. It's fear. It's fear Mm -hmm. that that, that keeps us afraid to pull the trigger.
0: Yeah. I mean, certainly fear like, you know, because if you're going to put yourself out there, like you mentioned, you know. Um, Because it depends on what kind of you know how you're planning on marketing your company. So I can totally see fear if you think it's necessary to put yourself, you know, face to the brand Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Because in some cases, you know, that is actually the appropriate route to go. But the person might not be prepared to do that because it's not something you know that they feel they can personally do.
1: Yeah, I know people that that can talk for hours and they honestly just don't understand the wealth of knowledge that they have because it's Mm -hmm. so ingrained for them. That piece of information about financial advising or disaster restoration or music venue or whatever the case might be, they've got just so much information, but they don't realize that nobody knows it, but Mm. they end up getting locked into this. Uh, you know, if you never try, then you never fail kind of mentality and that fear of failure, man. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one thing that I could turn and embed as a light switch in anybody's head is, is that failure fear. And I'll
0: just get them to switch it off for a little while because so what? It's, it's funny, too, that you say, you know, it's fear of failure in marketing. But the people that have the fear are on it. They're entrepreneurs. They've already taken this like huge jump because they're business owners. I know, you know, and that is way bigger, you know, as far as what you could fail at. Okay, you could fail at a marketing campaign. Yeah, that that's not failure at your business. Yeah, you right. yeah. Entrepreneurs
1: were a special breed of crazy man. Yeah. We do I mean, stuff that's absolutely bold out there, courageous and everything. And then we balk and never write a blog because we're absolutely mortified of the forever <laughs> judgment that's going to come with the words. When, by the way, realize that nobody actually cares. Yeah. In your marketing, you're creating your significance. So if you have no
0: marketing, nobody cares. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. You know, I say business owners are, you know, they naturally should have, you know, you can't be a business owner if you're going to let fear rule you. And marketing is one of those, you know, like it is a necessary thing. Mm -hmm. So you can't let fear of putting your, you know, business or yourself out there, you know, you can't let that hold you back. You know, so you have to find ways to overcome it and such. How do you overcome those fears? Oh, if you can't get over the fear, then do it scared.
1: I'd say that's one of the biggest things. And that's, that's one of my personal most empowering moments is when I'm absolutely terrified when I do something uh, and I can say to either the situation or to myself, I am scared right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always survived. I have a hundred percent success rate on that one of, of coming out <laughs> the other side. Of yeah. It. Right. Um, I do try to, to talk through it. And I, I I do this a lot in the consultations. I've got one that, that um, is beginning a podcast and She's always thinking about, here's the sale. Here's the end result. I really want this person to buy because that's when I get to start helping them. And it actually does come from this place of passion and love and caring. But the sale is this wall that has to be traversed. And so that ends up being what she talks about. And she like locks into this sales mode, and I and I I was talking to her a couple of days ago, and she's in Las Vegas on a vacation right now. Yeah, and I was like, so how's you know how's the weather? Have you seen the dome? Like, she's like oh yeah, it's really great. She's a very very cool, movement, very comfortable, relaxed approach mm. to her demeanor. And I said, okay, well now now that we're in here like this, you know, talk to me about the the product. She goes, well, it's a really good product, and you know, grabbing <laughs> really it, and she just monotoned. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, what are you scared of? Like that was our dig down. Like what exactly are you scared of? She's like, well, I'm scared that nobody that I'm not going to be able to help somebody who needs it. They're going to get up to the wall. They're going to look at it and they're going to turn around just simply because they have to buy it. Like, no, no, screw that. Do it scared. So be natural. Like I I can talk through that, that here's the part that I'm actually scared of. I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared of failure. I'm scared of, you know, this entire laundry list. And once you can put an identifying tag on it, Hmm. then it makes it easier to get through. Are you scared of the money? Then yeah. if that's the case, you know, if you're running an ads campaign, then maybe spend half of the money and the other half of the time go bootstrapping it. Go go door knocking, go chamber events, yeah. go do whatever you do to, to hit networking conferences or whatever uh, in order to supplement that. So that way you've got a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. Fear's a complicated one, man. It is really, really mm-hmm. tough to get through, but it is so incredibly prevalent in marketing.
0: Yeah, it's, you know... Anytime you're looking at it, you know, because in marketing, in advertising and stuff, things can fall flat. They can be like they get no traction whatsoever. And, you know, and you have to, I think, um, when that happens and it will happen, you have to make sure you don't end up doubting yourself. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Afterwards, because, you know, self-doubt can then keep you from trying again.
1: Yeah. And and one, I want to add another layer to that cake is that um, (coughs) owner-operators are unfortunately more subject to it. You know, you've got the entrepreneur oh, yeah. who's still running daily operations. They are more subject to it because they get the sense that their brand is is connected to their person.
0: Mm.
1: As opposed to, to a manager who's been hired to operate as a you know, somebody and they have no idea who the owner is, they get paid by somebody else. They can understand the brand as a completely separate entity. And yeah. the, so the, the owner-operators being so closely tied To the success and the failure, the perception and the negative PR and all of those things about that brand are more subject because there's more at risk for them. Mm -hmm. They cannot really dissociate because Robert is
0: still Jack's sandwich shop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, making sure, I think that's one of the things about, you know, with most businesses you know, in some cases you become the brand and things like that. You know, it, that's understandable, but you know, you can end up there. It's a case for why you don't always want to do that. Yeah. And there's some very famous ones lately, um, you know, where certain large brands were too wrapped around, you know, their founders and things like that. And it can yeah. be a way to get over your own fear. Like, you know, you can think of, I'm putting your you know, myself out there and such. And so I shouldn't have that fear, but If you are, you know, there are ways to, you know, build campaigns and you're not going to be the, you know, face of these things and such. And you can look at it more objectively. I say if it if the campaign fails, it fails. But don't let it, you know, I say don't take it personally. It's like maybe it kind of goes back to that, you know, that fear a little bit of, you know, public speaking that so many people you know, have. (laughs) I get up there and everybody's going to laugh at me. Yeah. No. What's the worst thing if your campaign fails? You got no new customers from it, and you're probably out some money. You know. Yep. Yeah.
1: Accept failure.
0: Accept yeah. failure.
1: Be I mean, like, okay, well, I, I am going to fail x number of times, and if I have to fail, I did this once, and it, and it was unbelievably powerful. I said, if I need to fail in order to be able to succeed, then I started counting failures instead of successes. <laughs> Hmm. And I actually put a poster board up on the wall and every time I failed, yeah. I, I marked it out and I would go through and I'd go through and I ended up creating just so much accidental success because of it. But I, I, it, it's funny whenever you say that, you're like this fear of public speaking, go out and they're going to laugh at you. I, the, the first thing that I thought of is, you know, it's really funny because that's the goal of successful public speakers too. <laughs> to get them to laugh at you. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. we actually have the same objective. Yeah. It's just, it's it's that mindset and and it it's exponentially more. For marketers, especially the small business owner, because I just want to hug you sometimes. <laughs>
0: like, <Yeah. laughs>
1: you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to you, be okay. You have more time and you have more energy and you have more endurance to overcome than you think you do. Yeah. It, really communicate that to you. You will take that leap into something that's going to work.
0: Yeah. And, and, and actually, just relating it again to public speaking, they're not, you're not going to go up and everybody's going to laugh at you. You know, I guarantee you that's not what's gonna happen. They're gonna be bored, you're gonna hear crickets in the room. And in which case, that's probably the worst thing that's gonna happen to your campaign too. It's gonna get crickets. You know, it's not going to, whatever it may be, it's just not gonna get traction. It's okay. You can, you analyze, you see what, you know, why, you try to figure it out, say, okay, why did this not work? How would I change it? How would I improve it? Do I need to do a total pivot? but you can do it again. That's the thing. You can try again. And marketing is necessary in business for businesses to be successful, you know, because there is a point where you can't get enough referrals, you know, like, you know, and you can be great at what you do, but there's only so much business if you're not, you know, to be had, if you're not putting yourself out there and that's what marketing does. Yep.
1: Yeah. And as long as it's, as long as it feels right, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right, you're never going to squeeze anything out of it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a heart thing. It's a lot more emotional than I thought when I got into it. I thought it was just going to be on my side. Um, but man, it's It's a very personal relationship with your marketer.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, that would be, I would normally say, hey, you know, what are the last tips? But we actually just gave them. It's a personal relationship with your marketer. Yeah. And and remember, like if you build a relationship, you know, so whatever route you're going to go, if you're going to hire internally, you're going to hire some sort of consultant, you're going to hire, you know, an agency. Remember that if you want them to succeed, it is a personal relationship. Don't take it for granted. And the more you're invested in that relationship, the more likely they are to succeed because they're going to understand the business better. They're going to understand how much it means and they're going to put more effort into it because it is more than just the money. You know, yeah, they will invest more time, more effort, and put their own emotion into it because they want they start to invest in your success and they want to see you succeed. That's you know what helps them succeed. You know, um, and that that would be the takeaway. Yeah, more. <laughs> like it's dead on. So yeah, yeah, it's great. So Jeff, it's been great having you on. How would people get a hold of you if they wanted to uh, utilize your services? Um. Easiest thing,
1: box6marketing.com, uh, social media, uh, particularly Instagram, that's where all the content goes first right now because that's its personal favorite, uh, is at box, box6marketing. Um, you can also get through postbuilder.co, uh, which just one of our additional side projects. Um, and I'm sure the notes on the podcast are going to have some links <laughs> in
0: them as well. So Yes, they will. <laughs> Well, it's been great having you. Um, I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of uh, Marketing Masters. I'm also the CEO of Titan Digital, and this has been another great episode. If you are thinking of getting into marketing, like you're going to start marketing your business you never have before, take these tips to heart, because if you are, you know, if you're doing it, there is so much involved, but you can be so successful at it if you just.